Well, it's an interesting morning. You know, I, something that Jim said has been stirring in me. I've been thinking about it for quite some time. And then Shereen actually touched it again. I think I might have said it last week about the bad clams. Did I talk about that? I can't remember. Okay. When you eat a bad clam, <laughs> you have to get it out of you. You can't just reach down in there and grab just the bad clam and pull it out. Everything comes out. <laughs> I know, I just painted a picture. <laughs> I think where I'm at right now is I feel that as we start to release what we're releasing, as we start to kind of let the life flow out, uh, we're very, we become very clear that there's a clam in there. <laughs> and I think that, you know, for myself, is in this journey that I'm on personally, and I, I talk personally because, I mean, we can all relate to someone's story. So, so as I start to discover this kind of road that I'm on, I realize that as I release more and more and more, I'm more and more aware of the things that aren't great. But I wouldn't know what those were if I didn't let it out. I just wouldn't. And I think this is the, the catch that we find ourselves in, even as, as Christians, is, is I know what's in me. I know what I'm supposed to do. And there's this discrepancy in between of if I let this out fully, what you're asking me to let out, it's not going to look pretty. And I, I'm going to say that I just want to see it. I just want to see it. Why should we hide? Why should we, like, veil ourselves and try to put on the face... Let me, let me say this. I remember once, I was 12 years old. I'm in my house, and I'm very dramatic. <sighs> and something goes wrong, and I say, my mom's there, and she's arguing with me, and I say, like, oh, I want to kill myself. And there's another guy in the room. What do you think my mom says? <laughs> I hope she doesn't hear this. Shoot, now I'm thinking about that. <laughs> Be quiet. You don't want this guy to hear you. And I, I mean, if we look at ourselves right now, like seriously, look at yourself. Do we say that to ourselves? Quiet, I don't want anybody to know that. That to me, oh man. It's what needs to break. It has to break. It has to, we have to get to the point of actually just allowing things to flow. We can pick up the pieces later. <laughs> I mean, we try to construct the, the perfect person, but until they're actually doing something and constructing something, you don't even really know what they're capable of. And so what happens is, 
we hide behind this kind of veil to say, okay, I'll let this much out, but I can't let this out. I don't want you to know. And I think, I mean, we've, we talk about this all the time. I mean, Pastor Mark talks about this constantly, about the depths of the heart, about what's really in the heart. And, and, and I think it's just going to go to a deeper level. Because if you really want to know what's there, you have to let something out. Sitting back and waiting for it to disappear or dissipate or the bad clam feeling to go away, it just won't. Something has to be released. Something has to start to flow. We can't sit by any longer and just hope that it disappears. And so in Scripture it says... Jesus says in John 7, verse 33, Jesus said to them, I shall be with you a little while longer, and then I go to him who sent me. You will seek me and not find me. And where I am, you cannot come. That's rough. Because the Jews say, Then the Jews said amongst themselves, where does he intend to go that we shall not find him? Does he intend to go to the dispersion among the Greeks and teach the Greeks? What is this thing that he said? You will seek me and not find me, and where I am you cannot come. Verse 37. On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, Let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. And here's the thing. But he spoke this concerning the spirit whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. It's like, whoa, what does this have to do with all the other stuff he said? There's two sources of food. There's a source that brings life, and there's a source that brings death. Now, the source that brings death at times has the appearance of good. It has the appearance of being good. It has the appearance of doing good. And we look in the the beginning of Scripture, and it says... The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Is that a tree that we can eat from? No. And so there's two sources of food. And I'm going to say right now that how long have we ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? This is heavy. I can feel it like dropping in me. The source of food that we think brings us nourishment is not bringing us nourishment. The source of food that we think brings life is not bringing life. The scripture says that out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. And 
I want that to happen. Let's pray. God, I'm asking you right now to bring the knife. To bring the sword that you would pierce and actually start to expose things in us. Like, let's, let's pray. Let's pray because I feel that this hangs in the balance. And I see things afar off. I see great things afar off for the people of God. But I see if we continue to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, it just doesn't go anywhere. It spins violently out of control and we just can't bring it back. And this isn't like just, just us. This is the world in general. We kind of believe this idea that if I look right, then everything will be right. But God is after something so much deeper. And I guess if I'm standing here right now and what I want to happen is, is us to actually get to a place where we're letting what's truly in us out. What's actually in us out. And I've talked to a few people, and a few people with me are comfortable enough to actually let everything out, even the ugly part. But the ugly part is actually something that, 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 that is needed to be seen so we can actually deal with it. If we just keep sitting back and hiding from that thing and veiling it and pushing it down and down and down, it just is the bad clam and then everything falls apart. Something has to give. Something has to break. And what has to happen is we have to become unveiled. The scripture says that out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. And I know that there's times in my life where it feels like it's just a trickle or, or it just doesn't seem right. And I want to say that there's a shift coming. And it looks different than what it looked like before. It looks different, it tastes different, it sounds different because it is different because it's from a different tree. And it feels so raw and like emotional right now because I know that the battle in me is I, I built an idea of what it should look like and it doesn't look like that. I thought I knew what it was supposed to look like and it just doesn't look that way. And so what's going to happen is there's going to be a time facing us where it looks different, where the people look different, where they sound different. And I'm not, again, I, I always hedge on this because, because I, I don't want people just to run the other way. It's not about watering down Scripture. It's not about watering down holiness. It's about actually finally touching holiness. It's about actually finally touching the Scripture. It's about actually finally releasing the glory of God. We see pictures in Scripture of when God's breath would fall into a place and priests would fall down. And so for years, that was kind of the pinnacle for us. We would say, okay... Let's hope that this happens and we can fall down. And we missed the point completely that it was God that was coming to touch us and overwhelm us. And we made it about an idea or a picture of something and we tried to mimic it. And this is what we do constantly in our lives is I see something and how it should work and I try to mimic it. In fact, it's how we learn. I see my parents walking, therefore when I'm a little kid, I want to walk too. I hear speech and so I want to 
do that too. The problem is we're all following something. We're all following someone. Whether it be something that like a celebrity says or the certain political view says or something even like a spiritual leader would say, we're following something. And what's being brought in towards the light is what exactly it is we're following. And God is turning up the light. He's turning up the volume on what it actually is. And what's going to happen is we're going to awake and see, wow, I am following the wrong thing. Now here's the thing is that I can, <laughs> I'm hedging again, but I can hear it. It's like, well, we're not doing the wrong thing. I'm not saying we are. But what I am saying, all that matters, you could be looking like you're doing the right thing, but if it's not in our heart, and if it's not flowing from somewhere else, like heaven, it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. And I've, I've evaluated my life over the last number of years, and I've looked, and the Lord's revealed to me, and he said, yeah, I got you to do things, and it was important, and it was a, a time of training and bringing you out of yourself, but I'm going to shake you to the boots again because I want something even more pure from you. And I, this is so difficult to hear, and I don't like saying this stuff because I just want to be happy all the time, and I just want to feel good, but I'm saying that it just, I just, even that way, I just can't. It just, it just, it kills me, the fake. It's, it's a struggle inside of me, the fake. If I'm feeling angry, then I, I can't just hide it. If I'm feeling sad, I just can't hide it. If I'm feeling happy, I have to let it out. I, it's, it's so difficult. It's like going to like, oh man. It's like going to my in-laws. I hope they don't listen to this. <laughs> I have to hide who I am. I have to hide who I am because I'm too afraid of letting it out. But the scripture says, out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. What's the discrepancy there? I know I'm not alone. I know that I'm not alone in this because God is trying to get to the core of something in us. He's trying to get to the core of something even in this church. It's like we could, sit, we could sit here and talk about numbers and how to make it better and how to make it work better and how to make it more organized and structured and great. But he's after something in the core. He's after something so much deeper in us. He's after something that would allow this whole place to have rivers of living water flowing out of it. And he's not interested in it being tainted. And so what he has to do, he has to grip us and shake us to the core of our being and say, guess what? I'm going deeper. The things you thought it was always going to look like, I'm going to shake it up and I'm going to show you it's not about that. It's about something even deeper. And I speak this openly because I'm done with hiding. I'm done with letting myself just kind of like, ugh. And try to put on this mantle that I, I just know is not me. There's a river inside of me that needs to come out. 
And I'm speaking over myself, but I'm speaking over every one of you because if I'm created of God, then you are created of God as well, just as equally as me, and you have a river that needs to be released in the earth. And so I speak this over all of us, but there's something inside of all of us that needs to burst forth in this day. It needs to burst forth in this day. And it, like we can try to put like... like um like pictures on it, like, oh, if you just did this and this and this, and, and if you just like put this program on or you, you just went and talked to this group of people, it is so much deeper than that. It is so much more than that. Out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. What is with the apostles that would just walk down the street and people would be healed? What's with that? What's with it? Is that something that can actually happen? What, what about those guys, that 120 in the upper room praying? And all of a sudden the Holy Spirit pours out on them and they spill into the street. What's with that? What's with the extreme prosperity poured out on this nation and nations around us? What's with that? Why does God choose these things? Why does he... Put people in this position. Why have we been called here to this city, to this time, to this day, sitting right here? Why? Because out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. And anyone in here right now, we must be gripped with that fact that God is trying to do something in the earth. And he's trying to use us. I know that, and I know I'm in the middle of it right now. I'm trying to run a business. I'm trying to like make things work. I, I have no idea what I'm doing 95% of the time. And I'm just trying, and then I have to come to church, and I have to pray, and I have to, ah! Where does it all fit? How does it all work together? And I know that God says, out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Yet right now it feels like everything that flows out is just like a, a mess on a page. I'm not alone. I know I'm not alone. If I'm alone, then well, I guess I can go home. <laughs> if we really examine this, if we really look at what's going on, there is something that he's trying to get to the bottom of. There's something he's trying to release in us. There's something he wants us to do as a church, as a body, as a people, as a family, as a nation, as a con. I, I mean, it just keeps going and going. And I, I look then, I boil it right back down to the individual and I say, God, you're trying to get us to release something. Not just like, Oh, and here's what it is again. We just try harder. Well, just like, just put your boots on and work harder. Just dig faster. And it just gets us nowhere. Because we're eating from the wrong tree. I'm eating from the wrong tree. Is it meant all to be perfectly easy? No. Scripture says that it's not easy. The road is narrow and hard and difficult. We always like, oh, okay, one day it'll be all like super highway and we just cruise along. <sighs> Anything great ever produced has been toiled over. 
from the greatest work of art to the finest bottle of wine to the greatest, the greatest building constructed. There was toil, there was anguish, there was, there was passion and desire and obsession even poured into those things to make them great. But we have, oh, here it is again. Something in this land, something in, this, in, this, in us as people, even as Canadians, for example, there's something in us subdued that we think is right. There's something in us that is just like, blah, I'll say that again, blah, that just, we just think is right. And when I think of Jesus running into the temple and tossing things around, he was angry. There was something in him that was passion, that was desire, that was, no, this isn't right. There's something that we just have turned off. And it's inhibiting the flow of living water in this day. Again, I hedge again and again because I can hear the other things. Well, then, yeah, we should just do this. Ah, oh, it just isn't it. It just isn't it. Holy Spirit. I know this is shocking. But I, the very first word the Lord ever spoke to me, the very first one I ever heard, he said, you're meant to break walls. And that's what I've called you to do. And I fight against that because I want to be well-liked by many people. And the things that come out sometimes are shocking, but I just can't, it's like when I... It's like when uh, John ate the scripture and it was sweet in his mouth, but he ate it and it turned like to bitterness and he had to let it out again. That's what happens. I hear something like, oh, you're called to break walls. Oh, that's great. I take that. And then it stirs in you because you're not breaking walls. And then it has to come out. And sometimes that first hit is the one that's like hits dead and like nothing seems to shake and nothing seems to move. And I mean, right now, that's kind of what I feel like. <laughs> Except I'm the wrecking ball on the end of the string and hitting the thing, and it's just like, whack. But I'm willing to just keep doing it over and over and over until I'm like a pulp, and if it breaks, then it breaks. And if not, then God will use someone else, because this wall has to come down. He's not interested in it being there. There is a... There is something that God is calling for in his people. And I know it's like, again, I know it's difficult. I'm in the middle of it too. Yet he's promised me that there's a balance coming. There's something that he's bringing together in unity that is going to make more sense, that is going to actually open things up. The problem is I've got to throw myself against the wall sometimes. And see what sticks. And so this morning I model what has to happen. I throw myself on the wall. And say whatever sticks, sticks, and whatever falls, falls. I'll deal with that. But whatever sticks on that wall. Whatever actually goes there and actually caused something to move in that wall today is what I'm going to run with. 
but we can't know unless we throw ourselves on it. There's a scripture, and I think it's been alluded to many times. I think Mark talked about it last time, but it's either you fall upon the rock, you throw yourself upon the rock, or the rocks fall on you. How long have the rocks fallen on us? It seems like they just fall and fall and fall and fall, and we just, like, get better hard hats. <laughs> there it is. We just, get, we just make a better hard hat. Hey, well, if we had this hard hat, then we wouldn't feel that rock, and then a bigger rock falls. Why don't I just throw myself upon it and see what sticks? Imagine if there was a, po- a body of Christ that would just do that. Like, like, like Peter walking through, like gold and silver have I none. Like, I don't have that. But what I do have, I give it to you, and I give it more abundantly. Like, he didn't, like, no. He just did it. When we have these times of worship, like today, when we, like, say, okay, I choose life. Like, it's, I, I take that so seriously in me. It's so serious in me. Because I know that, like, nothing else is going to stick. I just choose this. Whatever, however much it costs, whatever it looks like, I choose it. And so, Lord, I pray right now. That you would give us the ability to throw ourselves upon the rock. That he would show us the value in doing that and just letting it all come crashing down of our will than trying to build a better hard hat. Trying to weather another storm. Trying to like hunker down for the winter. God, out of our innermost being will flow rivers of living water. In the most dry, barren land to the most frozen wasteland. Rivers of living water. Nothing can touch it. Nothing can taint it. God, I want that in the earth.